Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we travel back to ancient Greece and explore the love story of Helen and Paris. A love story that changed the world forever. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to unwind and find comfort in the space that we are in, here and now. Close your eyes and allow yourself to get comfortable on your mattress. For just a few minutes, let us turn our attention to our bodies and how they are feeling. Imagine a glowing green orb above your head. This green orb shimmers and shines in your dark room, casting a comforting glow on the walls and the floor. And emanating from this green orb, there is a warmth a warmth that makes you feel even more comfortable in your nice, cozy bed. As you breathe in, imagine that glowing green light lowering down, 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 until it is touching your forehead. As the light touches your forehead, it spreads a honey-sweet warmth through your crown and down into your shoulders. You feel it unravel any harsh thoughts, worries, or to-do lists that you've been holding on to. It unspools them like a ball of yarn, leaving you with a manageable thread that you can weave in any way your heart desires. You feel your shoulders drop as any tension you were carrying there melts away. Follow this green light as it trails down, 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 down your body, easing tension as it moves along. Feel that light stopping in your chest, then your arms, and finally, your hips and legs. Now, your body should be sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into the mattress as you relax more and more. Now that we have taken the time to find comfort in the moment that we are in, here and now, let us begin our story. The Greek myth we are about to step inside begins with one love story and ends with another. It was a beautiful spring day on Mount Olympus. The white pillars 
were coated in climbing, flowering vines, which filled the mountainside with an otherworldly floral aroma, putting everyone at ease. And as most spring days are, the day was clear. The skies were a cornflower blue, and the egg yolk sun seemed to meander across it slower than usual, without a care in the world. Standing upon the mountain, the deities could see far across the land, all the way to the ocean that stretched to the far horizon. They could see the farmland below, flourishing as it shrugged off the winter haze. They could see the children of the local towns splashing in streams and lying in meadows full of wildflowers, embracing the warmth of the brand new season. But this day was not special just because it was more beautiful than most. Today was special because it was the day of a wedding. Peleus and Thetis were to be wed, and all the gods and goddesses were delighted to be in attendance, all except for Eris, the goddess of discord. At the gates, Eris was stopped and turned away. To all the other deities, it made sense. The goddess of discord was the last deity you would want at a wedding. However, Eris felt slighted by this. She stood outside the marble and wrought iron gates watching as guests arrived and caught up with one another. Eris was not one to be trifled with, and if she couldn't cause discord at the wedding by being present, she knew she could cause it without even having to step foot inside the festive grounds. Eris created a golden apple. This golden apple was heavy, made of pure solid gold that rivaled the color of that sun that was high overhead. Holding the apple would fill anyone with feelings of complete and utter bliss. And with that bliss, a sense of power. Upon the apple, Eris inscribed three words that would lay the foundation for one of the most incredible love stories in history. For those three words read, 
to the fairest, and that apple was placed amongst the goddesses who were gathered under a grove of wisteria trees at the far edge of the venue. Upon seeing the apple, a sense of longing washed over all the women gathered there. But there were only three goddesses who laid claim to the apple, Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena. Eris watched through those iron gates with a smile on her face. She had done what she had set out to do. She had turned the evening into one that wouldn't be forgotten, and not for the reasons the happy couple in attendance were hoping for. As the disagreement over the apple grew, Zeus was called on by the other goddesses gathered at the wedding. They asked the great god to mediate, but Zeus knew better than to get wrapped up in an affair of this manner with Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena. Instead, he called upon Hermes. Hermes glided to Zeus's side in a mere instant. Zeus asked the messenger god to take the three goddesses down to earth, where they would travel to Troy and speak with Paris of Troy, who would make the final decision in this matter. So, Hermes whisked the goddesses away. They traveled down from Olympus into Troy, where they discovered Paris of Troy in a meadow, leading his flock of sheep. Through his many adventures in life, Paris had become known by everyone as a man of honesty, a man that could be trusted. With such a title, he was the perfect choice to decide the fate of the golden apple. As a child, it was foretold that Paris would lead to the downfall of Troy. Left in the woods on his own as a mere infant, Paris managed to survive. His honesty, intelligence, and beauty proved to bring him far in life. Though he was merely a shepherd, he was well known by the gods and beloved by all around him. When the goddesses stood before him in the golden glow of that spring sun, Paris found himself in an unexpected position. He was, 
indeed a man of honesty, but in this case his honesty would provide a solution. All three goddesses were equally beautiful, each one of them so breathtaking and ethereal that they put the stars and the moon to shame. Finding themselves at a standstill, the goddesses each approached Paris with a bribe. Hera promised Paris ownership of all of Europe and Asia. However, Paris was not swayed by this offer. Truthfully, Paris was a simple man. He wanted nothing more than to live a peaceful life in his meadow or in his olive grove with his flock by his side. All he needed to be happy was the sun and that fresh spring breeze. Next, Athena had an offer for Paris. She enticed him with the promise of immense skill, wisdom, and the abilities of the greatest warriors. Though Athena's offer was more tempting than Hera's, Paris was still not swayed. Then there was Aphrodite's offer. Aphrodite knelt beside Paris, taking his rough hands in her smooth, gentle grasp. In a low whisper, her eyes glistening in the sun, she offered Paris the one thing he truly wanted, the love of the most beautiful woman on earth. Helen of Sparta. Aphrodite had watched the handsome shepherd for quite some time. She saw him in the dead of night when the world was quiet and he was alone. She saw as he ate his meals alone in the light of a fire glancing across the flames as if he was imagining someone there. She saw as he curled into himself in bed at night, searching for comfort in a lonely world. And she knew deep within her heart that there was only one thing that Paris really needed, and that was love. It didn't take long for Paris to agree. His heart was fluttering in his chest because Aphrodite was right. Every night out here has been a lonely one. When he'd lie down in bed by the crackling fire. All 
he wanted was someone to wrap his arms around. The long days in the meadow would be much sweeter with a lover by his side. The golden apple was given to Aphrodite, who felt the power it held wash over her. She told Paris that Helen would now be his bride, though he would have to go and collect her. And with that, the goddesses snapped their fingers and they were gone. But they weren't the only ones who were transported. Paris found himself on the edge of a riverbed, far from his home. He was in Sparta, just outside an extravagant castle. And inside that castle was none other than Helen of Sparta, his bride-to-be. Although Aphrodite neglected to mention one little detail about their agreement. Helen was already married to King Menelaus, but standing on that riverbed, Paris knew the goddess Aphrodite would be by his side, at least watching over him from the safety of Mount Olympus as he took his bride. He sat down, dangling his feet in the river as the cool water coursed over the smooth rocks. He watched as the current whisked away leaves, bringing them down, 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 downstream. He needed that time to soothe his soul as he waited for nightfall. Because when nightfall came, he would be able to see his bride for the very first time. The hours passed slowly, but Paris didn't mind. He sat with his feet in that river, breathing in the cool, flower-tinged air as he thought about what his life was going to look like from then on. He imagined meandering through fields with his beautiful wife, picking wildflowers and basking in the glow of that brilliant spring sun. He imagined the nights when he'd be lying in bed with her, his arms wrapped around her as the crickets chirped in the sweet grass outside the window, and the moon-infused breeze would sweep into the room. He imagined breakfasts with her, he imagined nights filled with storytelling 
beside a crackling fire as they laughed and gazed into each other's eyes. But mostly, he found himself imagining what it was going to be like to have a best friend. Someone by his side through both the most dramatic and the most mundane moments of his life. It was something he had longed for his entire life. And as that orange sun sunk down over the horizon, casting the land of Sparta in a haze of pinks, purples, reds, and blues, Paris knew that he wasn't going to have to wait much longer. Once night had fallen, Paris approached the castle. High above, he could see a stained glass window brought to life by flickering candlelight. Beyond the glass, he could see the silhouette of a woman. A warm feeling washed over him as he began his ascent up towards her. He climbed over the craggy rocks of the castle walls, carefully gripping around moss and plants that had taken up residency outside the fortress. When he neared the window, he noticed a balcony attached to the room. When the balcony doors opened, he stopped breathing for a moment. He watched as Helen stepped out into the moonlight, clothed in a simple white gown. Her black hair trailed down, 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 down her back, cascading all the way to her waist. She stood facing the ocean, her fingers placed gently on the railing as she took a deep breath of the cool night air, tinged with the aroma of the sea. Paris was absolutely taken by her silhouette, enthralled by her, as if he was under some kind of spell. He was unsure of how to approach her, unsure of how to put his feelings or his reason for being here into words. He didn't want to startle her. But he soon learned that that would be impossible because Helen glanced over her shoulder and asked, Are you just going to hang there all night? Paris found himself smiling. If that's what you wish, though, I would much prefer taking refuge on your balcony, he said gently. Helen turned to look at him for the first time her stunning features 
were illuminated by the moon, and Paris found himself even more speechless. Her eyes were the color of jade. Her skin was dark like her hair, and her lips were curled into a kind, playful smile. I was told you would be coming here, Paris, she chimed, though I wasn't sure if you would bother journeying all the way up here to me. Paris slowly climbed onto the balcony. He leaned against the railing facing her. There was something in the space between them, a kind of magic, a spark. He couldn't take his eyes off of her, even if he tried. He gently told her that he would journey to the ends of the earth for a woman as divine as her. Helen smiled. Don't let Aphrodite hear you say that. They stood in a comfortable silence for a moment. They had only met mere minutes ago, and Paris already felt at ease, though he was transfixed by her. He asked her if she wanted to leave with him. He confessed that he wasn't a noble, nor was he a wealthy man. He lived a simple life away from the city, tending to his flock and living alongside nature. It was a life far removed from the life she was used to here in Sparta. But he promised it was a beautiful one. Helen's eyes sparkled as she listened to him speak. It was as though she was drinking in every single word. She told him that she wasn't the kind of person who needed to live in a castle. In fact, she'd prefer not to have a life here in the castle. She would rather have love and adventure than anything that could be found within these walls. Paris took a deep breath. Though Aphrodite had made this promise to him, a part of him was still wary. He wanted Helen to come with him and not to be under some kind of spell, not to spend every day by his side dreaming of a castle she could never return to. Paris extended his hand to her with a kind smile. Helen placed her smooth hand in his, and the two walked to the edge of the balcony. Paris helped her navigate the walls, apologizing along the way. But Helen simply chuckled at this. 
This isn't my first time escaping these walls, Paris, she assured him. There was a mischievous glint in her eyes again, the kind that promised Paris that her beauty was the least attractive thing about her. They landed down along the riverside. Paris took her hands as the two made their way across the cool stream, tiptoeing over rocks and across fallen branches. The night air was alive with the sound of chirping crickets. Moths sailed through the air around them, floating like cotton lost in the moonlight. When they reached the other side, Paris was surprised to see a boat along the shore where he had first arrived. It was the work of Aphrodite, no doubt, and it was something he was very thankful for. Normally, the gods weren't too eager to go above and beyond for mortals such as himself. But in the matters of the heart, Aphrodite certainly seemed to have been on their side. Paris helped Helen into the boat. He asked if there was anything else she wanted to say before he rode off the shore, before they set off to start their new life. Helen simply patted the soft grass of her homeland and gave it a smile before chiming. I'm ready to leave with you. So, off they sailed. The wind seemed to die down for them as they sailed across the water. A sea that was usually dark and turbulent seemed almost ethereal tonight. The sky was clear without a single cloud. The moon was full and bright, casting its celestial rays across the calm water, turning its shades of silver and blue and white. Overhead, thousands and thousands of stars sparkled in the inky black sky. It was the most beautiful night that Paris had ever seen, so breathtaking that he found himself looking up to the sky in awe. And when he looked across at his beautiful bride, he was surprised to see her doing the same. He swore he could see the constellations reflected in her eyes as she looked up to the cosmic scene. Her lips were slightly parted in wonder. Her hands were gently laced at the front of her chest, and her hair blew behind her. An angelic sight that Paris took a long moment to take in. 
he had never seen anything more beautiful. Only when Helen started giggling did he realize he had stopped rowing entirely. The two found themselves laughing in the middle of the sea, with the stars and the moon as their only audience. Already there was a friendship forming, something that Paris had longed for his whole life. And truly, he wasn't alone in that. Helen has lived a life of privilege, but with that life, there was quite a bit she was missing. She had never worked in a field, never had a job out in the hot sun, never been forced to labor for others. But she had never had a connection either. She lived a life that was a facade. She attended fancy events. She sat in on conversations she had to pretend she didn't understand. She smiled at all the right moments and complimented all the right people for politics. But inside, she wished desperately for something else. No one truly knew her, neither her husband nor anyone else in the castle. She was surrounded by people, but she felt like none of them really saw her. Not until the moment that she caught a glimpse of Paris watching her on the balcony. She had been going about her nightly routine, the one time where she was allowed to be herself away from the people that needed perfection from her. And there he was, watching her with such admiration and respect. It was something that stopped her heart. Beforehand, Aphrodite had appeared to her in the garden. She told Helen of the deal that had been made, and she also told her who Paris was. He was a man of honesty, of hard work, of kindness, and deep down he was a lonely man, a lonely man looking for someone to spend his life with. And now, here Helen was, sitting in a boat with him, paddling off to a future with him. They sat in silence for quite some time as they rode, but on occasion, Helen would catch his eye, and she would feel as though her heart was fluttering. His eyes were dark brown with flecks of amber that were as warm and comforting as his personality. In his gaze, 
she felt safe. By his side, she felt safe. It was something she had never quite felt before. Soon, they reached a secluded shore. Paris helped Helen out of the boat and led her along the sand. His fingers intertwined with hers. He told her that this was a beach no one else knew of. It was at the edge of a distant peninsula where he would bring his sheep on occasion. On warm summer days, he liked to come out here at night and watch the waves lap the shore. Helen told him that she, too, would do that outside the castle. It was hard to imagine now that they had been doing the same thing on opposite sides of the sea, both trying to find some sense of comfort in their loneliness, but never quite reaching it. Then, Paris led her up the peninsula through the woods. Even at night, this forest had a dusting of whimsy in it. It felt safe, like a home that she had always longed for. Owls hooted in the trees overhead, and underfoot, the ground was a soft and vibrant green, peppered with mushrooms and leaves and twigs. When they emerged from the forest, Helen's breath was snatched away from her. They were looking over a meadow, a meadow teeming with wildflowers that seemed to glow under the light of the moon. The gentle wind caused the wildflowers to sway back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, filling the breeze with the sweet aroma of their nectar. In the moonlight, it almost looked like a moving sea. Helen had never seen anything so stunning in her life. She couldn't contain herself in its splendor. She found herself twirling and skipping her way through the wildflowers and sweet grass, a smile laced on her face, the kind of smile she hadn't had in years. Paris trailed behind her, watching her with nothing but admiration. He had wanted a wife, a best friend, but he hadn't realized just how well their personalities would mesh with one another. Helen was someone who found joy in the simplest things, someone who could discover a meadow 
on a moonlit night and dance in it as if it were the finest ballroom on earth. Next, they approached the house. It, too, was a simple thing. A single room with a hearth at one end and a bed nestled beside it, piled high with soft blankets. Paris felt a dash of embarrassment. This was a woman coming from a castle, from a luxurious life, and his home was anything but. But Helen beamed at the sight of the room. She immediately slipped off her shoes and crawled into the bed, glowing in the light of the crackling hearth. She padded beside her, asking Paris to join her. You must be tired after stealing me away, aren't you? She asked with a yawn. Paris crawled in bed beside her. They lay there for quite some time, allowing the crackle, crackle, crackle of the fire to fill the comfortable silence. As they drew nearer and nearer to sleep, Paris wrapped his arms around Helen and drew her closer. The feeling of utter peace that washed over him in that moment was unmatched. With her in his arms, nothing else in the world mattered. He held her against his chest, feeling her heart beat against his own in perfect unison. He knew at that moment that he would never feel lonely again. He knew that his life had been forever changed. It wasn't long before the morning was upon them. The chirping of the birds was the first thing that stirred them both awake. It took them a moment to remember they were no longer alone. Helen smiled at Paris as she stretched. There was joy in her eyes, a kind of hope and happiness that she had never quite felt before. Paris didn't have much to offer her for breakfast, but Helen was still thankful. He handed her a slice of nice, warm bread with honey, Helen ate every last bite, savoring the taste of his hard work. The two then headed out into the sun-kissed fields. Paris had never thought much of his work, but as he was explaining it to Helen, he found her gazing at him in respect and awe. She followed him as he led the sheep further into the countryside. They walked 
through the wildflower meadow, down alongside a river that laced through an olive grove and into the foothills of a nearby mountain range. In the shadow of the range, they found refuge from the steadily rising sun. They sat down in the grass there against an ancient oak tree watching over the flock. There were no people for miles and miles. They were truly alone, far removed from the societies that they had struggled with for such a long time. And in that, they found freedom. They were no longer outcasts. They were no longer alone. They had someone by their side that understood them inherently. For hours, they sat under the oak tree and had a hushed conversation in each other's arms. They told stories. They talked about their pasts, about their dreams for the future, about their views on the beautiful, complicated world that they found themselves living in. It was a conversation that made them feel whole. It was as if every piece that had ever broken off of them was being gently and carefully glued back by the other person. They were being healed by simply speaking with one another for admitting things that they had never been able to admit to anyone else before. As the sun swept across the sky and began to descend down behind the mountains, it was time for them to return home. They retraced their steps, walking alongside that winding river through the olive grove, back through the wildflower meadow, and into that tiny, cozy house on the peninsula. When they stepped inside, it truly felt like home. Helen climbed into bed, finding comfort in the cool touch of the sheets. She watched with admiration as Paris lit the fire in the hearth to keep them warm as the mountain air cooled overnight. She watched his features light up as the fire crackled to life, tracing her gaze over his face. The way his eyes lit up when he smiled, the way he scrunched his nose when she made him laugh. They were all things she was falling madly in love with. After he lit the fire, 
Paris crawled into bed alongside the love of his life. He drew her into his arms as he drifted closer and closer to sleep. He felt her presence more than ever. She was his partner, his best friend, his companion for the rest of his life, and for that, he was grateful. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.